Welcome to Season 3 of the Baby Names Podcast, naming the world one baby at a time. Here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of BabyNames.com. And we're sisters too. We are sisters. Hey Mal, welcome to episode 50. Can you believe what? it? I cannot believe it. How many are we going to do, Jennifer? I don't know, one million episodes. <laughs> okay. Well, at some point, people aren't going to want to hear two 110-year-old women talking about baby names. Well, we'll stop when we're out of topics, I guess. Anyway, so our first segment is Interesting Names We Found Since the Last Episode. And I love that Netflix has some great international shows, and I love them not only to see the culture, but also to find cool names. I'm on season three of Money Heist, or La Casa de Papel, that is produced in Spain. And the plot is about a team of expert bank robbers and a genius leader called the Professor. And the first thing he tells them in heist class is that nobody is to reveal their real names. So each person is assigned a name of a city. And that's the only name with which they can refer to themselves or others. So their heist names are Tokyo, Lisbon, Berlin, Nairobi, Rio, Moscow, Denver, Stockholm, Oslo, Helsinki, Palermo and Manila. It's so fun. And of course, I perused the credits where I found these cool names. Alvaro Morte plays the professor. Morte is death. I know. Isn't that cool? Itziar, who is female. Darko, which is, I think, a Slavic name. Darko. Hmm. Aitana, A-I-T-A-N-A. And then Praxedes, P-R-A-X-E-D-E-S. Hmm. And if you want to know what all those mean, head over to babynames.com and search for them. I put them in the database. All right. Well, I heard some cross-gender names that I thought were interesting. For a girl, I heard Hathaway. Oh, like Anne? Yeah, Anne. It goes with the last name trend, so popular right now. And for a boy, I heard Darcy. I never thought I'd like it for a boy, but actually I kind of like it. As in Mr. Yes, as in Mr. Darcy, exactly. Oh, and also I ran into a Kevin with a Y, K-E-V-Y-N, and it was a woman at the corporate offices of my online teaching job. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, now our topic of the week. Names. Now, first, a disclaimer. We are not Trekkers, Trekkies, or Superfans. I've seen the original series and a couple episodes of the other series, and maybe three or four of the movies. I know I've seen the reboot. So if we mispronounce a name or get some part of the mythology wrong, we apologize in advance. But feel free to email us and correct us. Yeah, I love the original series. Um, my favorite of the movies will always be Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, with Ricardo Montalban as the titular character. Yeah. So a little background. If you're not familiar with Star Trek and have just heard about it over the years, it was originally created for television in the mid-1960s, written and created by Gene Roddenberry. 
Roddenberry co-produced it with Desilu Productions, named after its founders Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and they pitched it to NBC, which picked it up. At the time, sci-fi was super trendy because of the new NASA space program and its missions. The original series, as it was later dubbed, premiered on NBC in September of 1966 and only aired three seasons, a total of 79 episodes before it was canceled. After the moon landing in 1969, sci-fi was even more popular than ever, so Desilu syndicated the show, rerunning it in the U.S. and over 60 international markets. This is when it first gained its cult-like following. Yeah, and the fact that Roddenberry took a humanistic approach to sci-fi, he made it appealing to the masses, especially those who felt outcast or different, made it extra appealing. It was an action series, but it was also very character-driven, and it had storylines that supported civil rights and human rights in general. Mm -hmm. Currently, Star Trek has spanned eight television series and 13 films, with a 14th in the works. Viacom CBS now owns the franchise, with the latest show being Picard, and there are two more in the works, I believe. Very lucrative for sure. Mm -hmm. The original story was about the crew of the starship USS Enterprise, which had a five-year mission to to explore explore strange strange new new worlds. worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. The original series takes place in years 2265 to 2269. Woohoo! Okay, so that was a super quick summary, and now on to the names. There are a lot of different species in the Star Trek universe, so we won't go over them all. But the most familiar in our pop culture are the humans, Vulcan, Klingon, Ferengi, Romulan, and believe it or not, Cardassian with a C. Any good writer of sci-fi will take naming conventions into account when they create their worlds. Now, we talked about that in our character naming episode number 24. And the various writers, including the original creator Roddenberry, did take that into account. Now, first we'll go over the more iconic names from the series, then pick out names from the Star Trek universe that can actually be used for real human babies, and then we'll discuss some cool names of cast members. Well, the most iconic character in the Star Trek universe would have to be Captain James Tiberius Kirk, originally played by William Shatner, then Chris Pine, wah wah wah, in the reboot movies. Kirk was born in Riverside, Iowa, to George and Winona Kirk. So in the original series, he was only referred to James T. Kirk, but it was revealed in the animated series that his middle name was Tiberius. And the story goes that in an early Trek convention, a fan asked screenwriter David Gerald what the T stood for, and he blurted out Tiberius. And after that, he thought, well, maybe I should go confer with Gene Roddenberry about this. So Gene approved that middle name. Here's an explanation from the novel Star Trek The Motion Picture, written in 1979 by Gene Roddenberry. My name is James Tiberius Kirk. Kirk, because my father and his male forebears, followed the old custom of passing along a family identity name. 
I received James because it was the name of my father's beloved brother, as well as that of my mother's first love instructor. Tiberius, as I am forever tired of explaining, was the Roman emperor whose life, for some unfathomable reason, fascinated my grandfather Samuel. This is not trivial information. For example, the fact that I use an old-fashioned male surname says a lot about both me and the service to which I belong. Although the male surname custom has become rare among humans elsewhere, it remains a fairly common thing among those of us in Starfleet. We are a highly conservative and strongly individualistic group. The old customs die hard with us. As Kirk said in his monologue, Tiberius was the name of the second Roman emperor who reigned from 14 Common Era to 37 Common Era. It technically means of or near the Tiber River. Okay, on to Spock, or Mr. Spock. He is a human-Vulcan hybrid, serving as the first officer and science officer of the USS Enterprise. Spock's full name is, oh, okay, Jennifer, Sushin? It's S apostrophe C-H-N, T apostrophe G-A-I, like Shen Tagai Spock. I'm sure someone somewhere will correct us. In the original series episode, The Side of Paradise, Spock said that his full name was unpronounceable to humans. Spock is noted to mean uniter in Vulcan. According to the USS Enterprise Officer's Manual by Jeffrey Mandel and Doug Dexter, Spock's last name is spelled, and I will just spell it for you because I certainly don't know the nuances of this. Well, because it's unpronounceable to humans. Yes, and the nuances of its pronunciation will be lost, so I'm just going to spell. It is X-T-M-P-R-S-Z-N-T-W-L-F-D, or Zimbabwe. As for the real surname Spock, as in Dr. Benjamin Spock, the famous baby doctor, it's an Americanized form of the Dutch surname Spack, S-P-A-A-K, meaning spoke is an occupational surname for people who made spokes for wheels. Isn't that cool? Mm. Okay. Nyota Uhura is the Enterprise's communications officer, one of the first African-American female characters shown in a position of power. On TV, yeah. Yeah. Uhura was played by Nichelle Nichols on television and Zoe Saldana in the movies. Nyota means stars in Swahili. However, Uhura didn't have a first name until the film in 2009. Yeah, Gene Roddenberry had intended Uhura's name to be Lieutenant Sulu. Oh. But it was so close to Zulu that they thought it might be racist for a black character. So they gave Sulu to George Takei's character. I'm pretty sure it's Takei. Okay, so they gave Sulu to George Takei's character. Uhura comes from the Swahili word Uhuru, meaning freedom. Nichelle Nichols wrote that the name was inspired by Robert Rourke's book Uhuru, which she had with her on the day she auditioned for the role. So cool! I know! <laughs> So let's talk about Sulu. Hikaru Kato Sulu was played by the legendary George Takei. He was the ship's helmsman in the original series. Now, Hikaru is a Japanese male name meaning light or radiance. And I wonder if they gave him the middle name Kato after Bruce Lee's character in The Green Hornet. Although that was a C, but neither K or C Kato are Japanese names, by the way. 
Well, okay, another icon who is now in his own show, Jean-Luc Picard. Picard is the commander and captain in The Next Generation, played by British actor Patrick Stewart. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia states that Gene Roddenberry got the name from Swiss scientist Auguste Picard, with two Cs, who designed the Bathyscaphe Trieste, a sea vessel that could go more than six and a half miles below sea level, and did so on January 23rd, 1960. And Picard had a twin brother named Jean-Felix. That might just be the internet effect, though, of connecting two things because they're similar. Right. But anyway, Patrick Stewart, by the way, is reading a sonnet a day now on his Instagram during quarantine, and it's very lovely. Go and check it out if you haven't already, at Sir Pat Stew. Okay, my next one is Khan. Khan Noonien Singh, played by Ricardo Montalban in the original series and the movie, and later played by Benedict Cumberbatch. The second movie was named after him, like you said, Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. Khan's name is kind of an ethnic mashup, though. Khan is generally a surname from a Mongolian title, meaning king or ruler. Nunyan is supposedly Chinese. And Singh is a common Indian Hindi surname. Hmm. Well, don't forget Worf, played by Michael Dorn, was a Klingon who married the Trill, Jadzia Dax. Worf is a created name, Jadzia is a Polish name meaning war battle. I think in Polish it would probably be, be like Yatsia. It might even be like Yatsa. Yeah, possibly. Now, Data, played by Brent Spiner, is a synthetic life form with artificial intelligence. He was designed and built by Dr. Noonien Sung in his own likeness. So there's that unusual name again, Noonien Remember Khan Noonien Singh and Dr. Noonien Song? Well, there's a story behind that name. Gene Roddenberry used the name because he had lost touch with an old World War II buddy of his named Noonien Wong, or Kim Noonien Wong. Roddenberry hoped that Wong would see the show and contact him if he used his name. You know, that was back before email and the internet and social media. But, unfortunately, he never heard from the original Noonien. Aw, sad story, but great background to the name. What does it mean? You know, I couldn't find that, and if it is a Chinese name, it would not be spelled like the character Noonien, N-O-O-N-I-E-N, or I-A-N. But if anyone out there knows the actual name and its origin, please write us and let us know. Okay, another iconic character is Guinan Guinan. She is an El Orion who ran a lounge and gave sage advice, played by none other than Whoopi Goldberg. Which I thought was like the most random casting in the entire series. I mean, they've had Whoopi and Kirstie Alley and Sarah Silverman was in an episode or two, I believe. Maybe, maybe people just like say, you know. I want to be on Star Trek. I want to be on Star Trek, exactly. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane was on an episode, too, as, like, engineer number five. All right, then. <laughs> the character was named after a woman named Texas Guinan, a famous saloon owner and entrepreneur in Texas during the early 1900s. Oh, she sounds interesting. I'll have to look her up for Chick's story. Uh, here's another with a story. Geordie LaForge, 
expertly played by LeVar Burton, Roddenberry named the character in honor of George LaForge, who was a quadriplegic fan of the original series, who died in 1975. The name Geordi, G-E-O-R-D-I, is actually a diminutive nickname for the name George, or Jordan if it's spelled with a J. The character Geordi also has a disability. He is blind. But his super techie computer glasses, a precursor to Google Glass, allowed him to see. Hey, I like the name Geordi, spelled J-E-O-R-D-I, more than Jordan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in 1993, actor Avery Brooks debuted in Deep Space Nine as Benjamin Lafayette Sisko. Sisko was the first African-American to be depicted as a commanding officer on the series. Benjamin was a human from New Orleans, hence the middle name Lafayette. Star Trek Voyager gave us Chakotay, Bolana, and Seven of Nine. I could use some Chakotay right now. <laughs> now that could be chocolate or could, that could be a euphemism. I don't know. <laughs> I could use some Chakotay right now, baby. <laughs> Chakotay is a fictional name meaning man who walks the <laughs> earth. Let's stop. <laughs> Let me continue. Okay. Chakotay is a fictional name. <laughs> Meaning, man who walks the earth, <laughs> but who only sees the sky in the Anurabi language. Balana Torres, and that's spelled B-apostrophe-E-L-A-N-N-A, is half-human, half-Klingon, played by Roxanne Dawson. And Seven of Nine, awesome name, was played by the wonderful Jerry Ryan. Now, she is a human, but assimilated Borg whose full board designation is Seven of Nine, tertiary adjunct of Unimatrix Zero One. Her human name is Annika Hansen, but after joining the Voyager crew, she still preferred to be called Seven of Nine, or just Seven as a nickname. And that kind of reminds me of Battlestar Galactica, one of my all-time favorite sci-fi shows, with six. Or Eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah. The CBS All Access series, Star Trek Discovery, features Michael Burnham, played by Sonequa Martin-Green. This is the first time that a black woman leads the series, although she's not the commanding officer. The character was originally to be referred to only by the name Number One, to honor the character of that name, played by Majel Barrett in the original Star Trek pilot, The Cage. But she loses her first officer ranking by the end of the pilot, so her name was revealed to be Michael Burnham. The series creator, Brian Fuller, has a history of giving his female characters traditionally male names. George Lass from Dead Like Me, Chuck Charles in Pushing Daisies, and Freddie Lowndes in Hannibal, who is cast as a woman. But as you and I both know, Jennifer, that Freddie was originally a male character in the previous movies and books. Yeah, I wish Hannibal, the TV series, had lived longer. Okay, so I know everyone has their favorite iconic Star Trek characters, but we don't have five hours for this episode, so we're going to move on to... Some choice Star Trek names that can actually be used for human babies, and I'll go first. Here would be my recommendations if you want to give your baby a Star Trek name. I like Ayala, A-Y-A-L-A, from Voyager, 
Aquiel, A-Q-U-I-E-L, Varia, V-A-R-R-I-A. Hmm, I like, I like that. that. Yeah, these are unusual, but they are not too unusual. It's not like Zizafix or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Zarabath with a Z. Philippa, which is an actual human name from Discovery. And I think Uhura would be a great name to honor the character. Or even Nichelle, which is a created name, like Michelle with an N. Jet, Lieutenant Jet Reno, played by Tignataro. I'll talk about that a little later. Serana, S-I-R-A-N-N-A. Ezri, like Ezra with an I. Tarias, T-O-R-I-A-S. Marena. I like Bolana, but I'm not sure I'd use the apostrophe. It sounds like blah to me. You know what it is? It's the sound when you vomit. Blada! Oh, that's terrible. I love the whole name Cyrano Jones, which is from the original series, the episode The Trouble with Tribbles, which was one of my faves. Mine too, mine too. There's Rix, R-I-X-X, Neelix, and Vixis, V-I-X-I-S. Now, there's Tapau, T-apostrophe-P-A-U, a great Vulcan leader and a cool 80s band. Wait a minute, Jennifer. No one's going to name their baby Tapau. I would name my kid Tapau. Or maybe my dog. Yeah. Okay. There's Mares, M-apostrophe-R-E-S-S, and Kobayashi Maru. Now, this is not a name per se, but those who know Star Trek know what it is, and it would be a really cool baby name or maybe a name for a cat or a dog. And last but not least, Miri, M-I-R-I. That's the name of a character and title of an episode on the original series on which my BFF Kelly Flanagan played Blonde Girl. Yep, I am two degrees from everyone on the original series, so bam! Mm, okay. Of course, I have to recommend Malora. Although on the show Malora was male, I think it would make a beautiful girl's name and a unique alternative to my name, Mallory. I love that, and I've never heard it before. While researching for this podcast, I came across this article or blog on trekbbs.com. Names from the blog that I liked and could envision as baby names include Tell, T-E-L, Kel, K-E-L-L, Tam, T-A-M, Xerix, X-E-R-I-X, Kimora, K-I-M-O-R-A, and Pava, P-A-V-A. Isn't that nice? Oh, I like that. Names I found in the online universe, ha 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 ha, are Flint, Keiko, Kirill, K-Y-R-I-L, Dax, like Shepard, Ardra, Cartwright, Pavel, do you know who Pavel's last name is? No. Chekhov. Oh, he was like my least favorite character. Damron, D-A-M-R-O-N. It sounds like you're saying Damron. Argyle. Okay. Alexis, A-L-I-X-U-S. I, I would name a dog or a fish this next one. Chaotica. I love that, Chaotica, <laughs> but no, it wouldn't be good for a baby. No. Odo, O-D-O. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Spock. I think Spock would be cute. Now, there were several characters named Jennifer. 
and an Ensign Mallory in the original series. Yeah, but he was a red shirt, so you know what that means. Nope. Anyway, look it up. And lastly, there's a lot of super fan chatter out there about the various naming conventions for the various species, and it would be way too lengthy to go over all of them because there's so many. But we'll put the link in our show notes. And now let's go over some cool names of the actors. You know me in credits. I do. In the original series, DeForest Kelly played Dr. McCoy. His real name was Jackson DeForest Kelly, with Jackson and DeForest both surnames. Wow, he was a Jackson before his time. Yeah, definitely. Now, Gene Roddenberry's wife, as we mentioned before, was named Majel Barrett, M-A-J-E-L. And she played Nurse Christine Chapel in the original series and Loxana Troy on The Next Generation. And also, she provided the voice of the computer for four of the series and many of the movies, which I didn't know. That's cool. Mm-mm. We couldn't find any information on the name Majel. And it's most likely a created or combination name, uh, like Mabel with a J in the middle. LeVar Burton and Gates McFadden from The Next Generation. LeVar's full name is LeVardis Robert Martin Burton Jr. Wow. And I know, that's a mouthful. And he says the name comes from the Latin word veritas, meaning truth. Gates's real name is Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Gates McFadden. Another surname is a middle name, most likely familial. Yeah, and from Enterprise, comedian Tig Notaro's real name is Matilda O'Callaghan Notaro. Her mother was also named Matilda, but went by Susie. Now, she has an older brother named Renaud, R-E-N-A-U-D, Notaro, and I reached out to him, and he said, Renault is his great-grandmother's maiden name. She was from New Orleans. And he also said that Tig's character on the show is supposed to be named Kit Reno after his wife and him, because his wife is Kit and he's Renault. But somewhere in Hollywood, that name was taken, so they renamed the character Jet Reno, kind of like after Janet Reno. Reno, Renault, potato, potato. Anyway, thanks, Renault, for the info. Well, bam. Yeah, bam. <laughs> That's our list of Star Trek names. Again, we apologize if we butchered some names. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not us. With our shrill voices. <laughs> but feel free to email us with your feedback at podcast at babynames.com. We want to hear from you. Okay, everyone, in these days when we're at home and some are looking for online work, I want to give a shout out to my side gig teaching English online to mostly Chinese children. Besides baby names, it's my favorite job I've ever had. The only requirement is that you need to have a bachelor's degree in any field. If this is something that you think you could do and are looking for some extra income or just want to know more about it, email me at podcast at babynames.com and I'll walk you through the process. All right, announcer, what time is it? And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom had a gender reveal, announcing that they're having a girl. Now, this will be Katie's first child and Orlando's second. He has one daughter, Flynn, with ex-wife Miranda Kerr. I thought she and Russell Brand made a better couple, but... 
I don't know. Anyway, Perry and Bloom got engaged on Valentine's Day 2019, and I guess the wedding is on hold until after the quarantine and bebe. You might recall that we reported Hilaria Baldwin lost a baby about five months ago, but she took to social media this week to announce that she is pregnant again. (gasps) Hilaria and husband Alex's new baby will become their fifth child and join three sons, Romeo Alejandro David, Leonardo Angel Charles, and Rafael Thomas, and daughter Carmen Gabriela. We wish the family a happy and healthy pregnancy. Yes. Hollywood couple Adam Brody and Leighton Meester are rumored to be expecting their second child, although nothing official has yet been announced. Brody and Meester recently celebrated their sixth wedding anniversary and have one four-year-old daughter named Arlo Day. I don't like Arlo for a girl. I wonder why they went with that. Okay, on to Tony Award-winning actress Ruthie Ann Miles announced that she and husband Jonathan Blumenstein are expecting a child. Ruthie was on Broadway as the star of The King and I and is currently on the CBS show All Rise. This comes after Miles lost both an unborn child and her four-year-old daughter, Abigail, in a bad car accident in 2018. Ugh, that's horrible. We wish Ruthie and Jonathan all our good wishes. Yeah, so many sticky vibes being sent out to the universe. NASCAR star Dale Earnhardt Jr. and wife Amy are expecting their second child. Amy announced it on Instagram last Wednesday with the help of their first child, Isla. Isla will celebrate her second birthday on April 30th. Vroom, vroom. That's stupid. Well, anyway, actor Rupert Grant, famously known for portraying Ronald Weasley in the Harry Potter franchise, is expecting his first child with girlfriend Georgia Groom. She sounds like a character from Harry Potter. Yeah, she does. (laughs) This makes 31-year-old Rupert the first of the famed Harry Potter trio to become a parent. Good God, can he possibly be 31? Yes, so. Oh. Washington Nationals pitcher Aaron Barrett announced that he and wife Kendall, K-E-N-D-Y-L, are expecting a baby boy. The baby is due in September and will join older sister Collins, K-O-L-L-Y-N-S. Blana! <laughs> and Collins was born in 2017. Now, I'm not a fan of these spellings either, but I did add them to our database. P.U. And now our last segment is Baby Names Q&A, where we take name and naming questions from you, our listeners. So here's the first. Dear Mallory and Jennifer, what are your thoughts on using a name that's typically associated with the opposite sex? My husband and I are expecting our third and final child. We don't know the sex yet, but want to honor my mother by giving our child the middle name Meredith. If it's a boy, would it be cruel to give him Meredith as a middle name? Is Meredith now in the same camp as names like Ashley and Allison? My mom gave me a name and middle name that I love. I want to do the same for my child. Warm regards, Athena. Well, I think Meredith is like Mallory. Like, it used to be a guy's name, but now it's associated mostly with girls. I think it would just be assumed that it was a surname. Yeah. You know, like Burgess Meredith, Mm -hmm. you know, to bring in some Batman to the show. Woohoo! 
Honestly, I'm not a fan of it, but you know, we always say middle names, what do they even matter? We had a whole episode about that. And all we said was middle names, what do they even matter? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was 30 minutes of just that. Um, No, seriously, folks. Um, You know, often I don't like names that cross over or that are forced to cross over. Like if there's an organic way that it crosses over, like the way Mallory did, and it wasn't just like, hi, I'm going to just name my daughter George, or I'm just going to name my son Sally. My point is that if it's not forced, if it's more organic, then it's fine. I don't see there's a problem with Meredith. I think, you know, like we said in the middle name episode, that if and when it comes out like during graduation or even roll call, he might get some giggles if his middle name was Meredith. I think right now it's considered more of a girl's name. And so is Allison, and I know a guy Allison, but I'm sure he gets giggles too. So if you want to put your son through that, give him enough courage and strength to not care, then go ahead and do it. But if you don't want to expose him to a kind of ridicule, then I would not do it. Okay, I think we have a decision. All right. Well, hi. My name is Callie, K-A-L-L-I. I'm a big fan of your podcast and website. Though I don't have children, maybe one day, I am a big history and name enthusiast. That said, I have a couple questions for you. My spouse and I have talked quite a bit about potential names that we like and may use one day. However, we both have sides of our family who are Catholic and have 10 to 13 kids in a family. Oh my God, I know. That's her folks, not me. So a few names that we like are already used in our families, though they are not all particularly trendy. It is driving us crazy. Do you think it's okay to repeat names? We're afraid that it may take away from any newness our kids may bring to the family. Granted, we aren't close to extended family. Secondly, I really like the boy name Ivan, spelled E-I-V-I-N, which is pronounced like Ivan, but has a different meaning. I don't particularly like the name Ivan and frankly pronounce it Ivan, like characters in the famous Russian novels I grew up reading. But my spouse can't get on board with it because it reminds her too much of the anglicized pronunciation Ivan. Do you like the name spelled E-I-V-I-N enough that I should fight for it? And can you add it to your website? Thanks and sorry for the lengthy email, Callie. Okay, first question, can you reuse names? Now, she didn't let us know if these would be cousins of her children's names, like if the brothers and sisters have already used them for their child, but I assume that's what she meant. Right. And I think that would be a little confusing, specifically if they had the same surname. But even just as cousins having the same name, first cousins, I know you probably have tons of first cousins if you have 10 to 13 kids on both sides. But I would try to avoid reusing names and I would try to think of some alternatives. Yes, I agree. I think that it's really important that you take into consideration Are these kids that are going to be going to the same school and have the same name? Like, are they going to be George number one and George number two? Or are they going to be, you know, Jordan Henderson and Jordan Moss? I don't know. I just think if it's in the same family and they're going to get together for events and stuff, Mm -hmm, I I just, mm -hmm. I'd avoid it. 
Now for the second question, Ivan spelled E-I-V-I-N. To me, when I first saw it in print, looked like Elvin, which means of the elves. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think I'd kind of avoid that too. I think if you really want Ivan, and I know it's pronounced Ivan in Slavic, use the traditional spelling. I'm kind of really a proponent of using common spellings. Otherwise, it looks like Elvin, and I think he'd be called Elvin. What about E-V-A-U-G-H-A-N? Yvonne. <laughs> it worked. Maybe. Okay. Sorry, Callie, but that's all we could come up with. That's what we got, baby. Yeah. So thank you again for tuning in. We love our listeners. Please follow all quarantine directives. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home. And even if there aren't quarantine directives in your neighborhood or state... We suggest that you stay home as well. Exactly. That is the only way we're going to, you know what, flatten that curve. Mm -hmm. Now, my belly is not a curve that will be flattened during this quarantine. (laughs) For sure. I will promise you that. (laughs) I just ordered Oreos to be delivered. Oh, my gosh. And a special shout out to all who are pregnant and new moms. It must not be easy during this time. And our hearts are with you. Yes. Our next episode is going to be Names from Fashion. That will be a fun one. If you're a fashionista or a fashionisto, join us. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you, Jen. Love you. Love you.